Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. All right, here we go. Uh, EJ, pour us so much more goddamn alcohol. I... It's time is a charm. Sarah, from Hey It's a podcast. Yes, someone sing, because I'm just irritated. She'll make you say, oh my God. She got the scoop. Pop culture news, so grab a drink, it ain't what you think. Oh my God. Uh, after much delay, we are finally up on YouTube, and it really isn't anything except for the nightmare of going live. Like, we have been most excited about this guest and like not one fucking thing yeah, has worked. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I okay. get it. I get it. Really? Is this bringing you back to like your book like back in the old uh, Lansing Radio This is bringing me back days? to like 2001. <laughs> Shit, it's 18 years ago. <laughs> Nothing works. Guys, like, we're just get it together. <laughs> How often did the station in Lansing, Michigan work? Like did they have a lot of issues? I feel like in Lansing. I can't even remember. It was just like everything was always breaking down. But it was so small. <laughs> it was like... Half of this, really? maybe. Yeah, it was tiny. Oh, okay, well, that Their makes signal was like messed up. So their biggest audience oh. was Michigan State, obviously, all those students, but it didn't <laughs> yes. reach their dorm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit, you got all these kids here and then nobody's. And nobody can tune they can't in. Hear you. Oh my God, people are already trolling us on the YouTube. They're like, hashtag organized. Yeah, thanks. Hashtag right, we try. And I promise I'm not drinking. They, they are. <laughs> That's probably why the live stream. Uh, look, you guys, welcome to the show. Now, normally we are live Mondays and Wednesdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, but we've now decided we're going to say that to Ish. Okay, so 12.30-ish, yes. and occasionally we're live, all right, on YouTube, which is at HeyFrage. Uh, I'm Sarah Frazier. AJ on the mic is in studio, and our very special guest today is Sunny and the City, who is an amazing D.C. radio personality. She now works in TV, and she's also an author. I am. Of the new book, Where Still am I looking? I- yeah, like, am I right just, here? Okay, there hi guys. Go. But like, I'm looking 
looking at you guys. Okay. This is a lot. It's a lot. I wouldn't going even on. worry. I'm sure that camera's okay. not even on. So I would just be wherever <laughs> you're comfortable. Not. Be wherever you're comfortable. Uh, well, we were super excited uh, to have you here today because your book, I have known you for years yeah. in the radio market, but we've always sort of like, I've seen you like for a few minutes at Fox. Um, I was working on this show with Miko Grimes once, and I was like, you know who'd be really good at this is Sunny. But you had just been offered the job at WPGC with mm-hmm. Joe Claire, which you're which you're now on, and we'll talk about. Um, but when I read your book, I've spent the past two days reading this book, and it is so damn inspiring. And I had no idea about your story. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and I think that. I've gotten that a lot. People are like, oh, you know, we just see you doing things. And we're like, oh, she's cute. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, more yeah, read cute. the fucking book. Like, <laughs> shit is a lot. <laughs> okay, well, literally the title. Like, I don't know where to start. It's so many layers to this book. It's like I lived like 20 okay. lives. Well, we have really. to start with the fact that it's from refugee to radio, right. living the American dream. I mean, you really, really are the American dream because when people pick up this book, like when I, when I heard the part about refugee, I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. And someone had said to me, oh, she lived in a refugee camp. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? I never, because you embody to me, like, and I, I feel like, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like you're so Americanized. Like, I feel like- Oh, you, yeah, for sure. You look so American. Yeah. So I'm like, she was? I start reading it. Your life was like escaping war-torn Bosnia. Yeah. Uh, your dad goes away to war. Yes. You have you guys at some points have no idea if he's coming back. Your right. uncles are gone. Uh, you're living in a tent camp on the side of the road, relying on UNICEF. Yeah. I mean, is it like, <laughs> do you have PTSD from that? Do no, you think no. about it? Okay, really? so the crazy part was when I came to the United States and I, all I wanted to do was be American. Like, I just wanted, I didn't want an accent. I was just like, I just want to be American. I don't want no one to ask me where I'm from anything and I literally blocked that part of my life out completely and I never thought about it and now it's so crazy because the way I live now is like I'm not going there do they have LA because like I'm not walking you know (laughs) and before like bitch you had no shoes like you know what I'm saying yes um but yeah I completely blocked that part out of my life and after a while once I started getting really comfortable with who I was I started just accepting like my people and our culture and I was like that's dope as shit like that you are from here because I just was like okay this part of my life is done and I don't want to think about it and so now as I get older I'm actually like remembering more things than me and my brother and my sister we always talk about things and my mom so it's it's so weird because I literally feel like I'm all these different people that live these different lives but it's just really me that all this shit has happened to it's crazy your story is incredible it and, really is. And, and even though like I'm I'm half Mexican and we went we went for my brother's wedding back to the town and I kind of like blocked that out just because I thought like, oh, this is better here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think it's the whole story that makes you amazing and it makes you complete and like shine later on in life because yeah. you're like, look at all that I that I've accomplished. Look at all that I've been but, through. And the crazy part was I just always I just never wanted people to look at me and like feel bad for me or, you know, make me feel like some victim or something. And I was like, I don't want to just keep telling this story. But they would always ask me, like, didn't you live? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, tell us about it. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, we lived on the side of the road. And they're like, really? 
that's crazy. And I'm like, but everyone has a story. And they're like, not like that one. Um, so I yeah. mean, you I mean, okay, if you grow up kind of poor in America, like, all right, maybe you don't have like a cellar, but like you guys were like literally on the side of the road in a tent looking for food. I mean, it was wild. So, okay, what age to what age are you, you know, you describe your really young childhood as being mm-hmm. great. You live in Bosnia, it's wonderful. You guys don't need television, you interact yeah. with people, it's you're very out country. Nature. Very yeah. country. Then Bosnia, of course, goes through a civil... Was it a civil war or is it a war? It was a mess. It was a civil war, yeah. Civil war. You guys end up being interviewed to be placed in another country, essentially. That's at the end of the whole thing. So we... The first three times that we went to refugee camps, you just ran. <laughs> it was like, you just pick up and you go. Um, so yeah, the last camp we were in is when they were actually, they basically were like, look, you guys can't stay here. Like, this is in Croatia and we got to clear this camp. So you guys either going to go home or you're going to go somewhere else. And there was like a program, like an immigration service that they were trying to take people. Uh, funny thing is later on, like last year, all these years later, I found a receipt they charged us to be here and we had to what? pay them back. And that was our first debt to America. We actually paid to get like they charged us for like plane tickets. Uh, P.S. I'm carrying all my belongings in this satchel. No, and now I've got to pay. It literally has it, like I will. It's on my Instagram. Like they char- there was like a fee and they were like, you can take on this fee. And when you get to America, they, you know, you're going to have to work because I just remember like the social worker coming over every day. Did you find the job? Did you find the job? Where are the kids? What are you doing? Like, you know, just and I'm like, why is this lady always here? And they were basically like, you owe us money and you need to pay us back. And I was like, is this what I fucking cost to get here? That's actually insane. It's crazy. And I was like, did we pay? My mom was like, we had when you got here, as soon as you got, they made you get a job immediately. And they, you had six months to pay it back. Wow. And they were like, we want our money back. And it was an immigration. It was literally immigration service from New York. And this would have been when? When did you come to America? 97. 97. Okay, so 1997, you move here. Mm -hmm. You're placed as a, were you a freshman in high school? When I was placed in seventh grade. You were placed in seventh grade. But I never went to like, I think I went to fifth grade for a couple of months. I never went to sixth grade, never went to seventh grade. So they just placed us according to age. So they put me in seventh grade and it was February. So it was like towards the end of the year. And they put me in the school and I'm like... You come from Bosnia, right? You are your family, your siblings. You guys are living in like a UNICEF tent. Then you're you're put in Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Hamtramck, to be specific, which is a city inside of Detroit. So that's where all the immigrants get sent. Um, Like our high school and middle school, like they had like 30 different languages. And you have all these kids from different countries that hate each other over there. Right. And then you put them in school. So it was just like it was a lot. I could not believe every chapter of this book. By the way, I really enjoyed the book, too. It was like it was there was so much, but it, it's a great read. It's a fast read. And it's yeah. just super inspiring. Your oh, thank you. entire story. But um, God, tell us like what it must have been such a shock yeah. to come to America, where even now you are kind of in more of an immigrant city. But still, you must be seeing kids all of a sudden have everything. Well, you know, I just I always thought America was like Beverly Hills, 90210. <laughs> So, you know, we come to Detroit. It's February 1997. I was like, where the fuck are the palm trees and the big white houses? <laughs> they were like, so no, you live here in this house with your uncle and you guys, you know, share this. And then like my mom got a job at like a pickle factory. And yeah, my dad like had to take the bus somewhere. And this man to this day doesn't speak English. But at the time it was even worse because to us, every house looked the same. So we used to get lost all the time because we we're like, why are all these houses? Because it was row houses. We we're like, 
we could never we find identical. out. Yeah, we were like, what is this? America is just like a rolls of these same houses. And I, it was just crazy. Like you were, how? it was just a shock. Everything was a sh- like everything, like ketchup. I was like, "What the fuck is a ketchup?" <laughs> and they put it on a burger, and I was like, "No, we eat like fries and mayonnaise. It's a very European thing." And I was yes. like, "Ketchup? It's sweet. Like who eats sweet and sour?" Like <laughs> the cultural differences. It's so bad. So you talk about your high school years. You know, you were starting to get into trouble. Eventually, your yeah. your parents end up moving you to a different township. Mm-hmm. You know, in Michigan, uh, which you you kind of credit for being like absolutely a, a saving grace. And I thought one moment. I don't want to give everything away in the book, but one moment that was interesting for me is you were essentially saying that you were at a party or somewhere where there ends up being some sort of gunfire. That was the first first school. That was like the first school I went to. Um, Yeah, there was like a shooting nearby. And I remember like all the kids, we just like dropped to the floor and it was like a drive-by shooting. And I just remember like, wow, like did I come to this fucking country to die from like a gun? Like we just fled like bombs and shit. And like I'm here and I'm in this environment where like I'm just being a rebel and I'm like I'm at this fucking house party and there's a shooting and I was like I'm gonna die from a gun like a gunshot yeah and it's wow. literally I was like okay you can't you like can't. that was a turning point yeah for I was you. like okay you this can't be happening so at what age did you decide because you you even talk about you know you really didn't think until you guys moved to this other township that you'd even have any aspirations to yeah. go to college I just didn't I didn't want to do anything there was nothing really? I wanted to do there was no and you know, now when I mentor young girls, you know, I just I'm like, man, I wish I had someone like that. Because if I saw girls and women that were doing these amazing things and they, they were like, you can do the same thing. I would have been like, yes, I can. But I literally had no one. And I just remember being in school like, OK, when is this done? Because I don't want to do anything. And my sister got me like a dentist assistant job at this place after high school. It was the summer of 2002. And I hate blood. Like I can't watch. So I was like, okay. <laughs> oh God, that would have been awful. It was like $7 an hour. And I was like, okay, I'll do 20 hours a week. And I used to hide in the x-ray room because it was dark. <laughs> oh and they had a radio oh, there. Blood. Yeah. And there, there was my favorite station, uh, FM 98 WJLB. And there was a lady, Chris Kelly. She was middays. And I just used to just be so in love with her, like her voice, everything about her. But she was asking people to come in for internships and I called and I found out where the location was and I went and I was just like there with like 50 other kids and I'm like okay and so when I went to her and she was just like okay so she was trying to like read my credentials I had nothing you know I was like what do you want to do I don't want to do anything and then I literally like broke down and I like cried in front of her this moment was so touching I I kind of teared up too when I read this but but Sunny talks about in the book and the book is still I shine it's available on Amazon um but you said when she asked you that, it literally like stopped you in your tracks yeah. because you had no goals yeah. or dreams. Like that is shock. That yeah. broke my heart because here, you know, when you grew up as an American kid, that's like from the, I feel like now from the time you're yeah. little, everyone's like, what do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. What are your dreams? Dream big kids. Yeah. Like you were like, I have no dreams. Yeah. I mean, we just never thought about that. Like we were just like living in camp. Like we never, um, we weren't like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? We're just like, where the fuck is my last meal coming from? Like, where right, am I going to eat? Survive today. Yeah, let's survive then- today. So when I got, you know, when I came to United States, I was just like, okay, this is great. But then I just started like rebelling. Like I just wanted, I was just so angry. I was like, I don't want to speak with this accent. I don't want to have broken English. Like I just was like, I just want, I just want to get away from all of that, and I just want to be whoever I want to be. So I started like acting out, and I think that's why. Um, 
I just never wanted to do anything. So so you get this internship at a Detroit radio station. You begin to fall in love with radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a woman who becomes kind of this just mentor for you and, mm-hmm. and just someone that you want to be like. You end up telling them, look, I'm not leaving. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. figure something out um, from that. You get offered a promotions job at a at a station in Lansing, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is like mind blowing to me. Yeah. Um, there was a girl named Jazzy T and she was an intern at the afternoon show. And so I was asking her, I was like, look, I, how do I get on air? And she's like, listen, there's a small station in Michigan, you know, uh, uh, up in Lansing by Michigan State. And she was like, you should just go interview. So I went and interviewed and they gave me like a weekend job. But it was five hours on a Sunday it was $6.50 an hour or something like that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to drive two, two hours each way for $30. But to me, and I always speak about um, like the person I was or the person, like, it was just, you couldn't tell me it wasn't going to work for me. Wow. You know, because my parents were like, why are, are you, why are you going? Like, shouldn't you, like, I actually dropped out of college three times uh, because I just, Every time I would start something, I would be like, that's not what I want to do. And I'm like, and, you know, they were like, well, you have to pay for it yourself. And you ha-. and I was like, OK, I had to figure it out. And I was like, how do I get on air and get better? And it's with experience. And I was like, OK, well, I'm not going to school for that because I need to be here. So I spent all of my time at the station, whether it was in Lansing or in Detroit. I literally would stay overnight and I would read books and I would record myself and like take the tape to the program director and like listen. And he's like, you sound like shit. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm still going to try yeah. again tomorrow. And I literally was like, okay, that's great. But like, which part didn't you like? He's like, all of it. You sound terrible. And I was like, okay, but like, Okay. There's going to be like one thing. There's yeah. going to be one thing you like. like but it's just hope? like you couldn't tell me this shit wasn't going to work for me because I was just like, I have to do it. So all of that, like I remember having this car and it would not like the windshield wipers wouldn't work. And it would stop on I-96 going to Lansing <laughs> in the middle of winter. Oh, and I'm God. like outside of the car trying not to die in the middle of the freeway, like trying to clean my windshield because I got to get to work on time. And it's just but then. Never, I was like, man, I gotta give this shit out. This is, I was like, none no. of that, none of that. I was like, no, you. I have to do it. And I was like, I somebody's gonna give me a job. But you mentor now a lot of young women, yeah. a lot of kids. Like, okay, when you, from what you came from, and there was just in your mind, there was no quitting. What do you see like young girls say now? I mean, does everyone have first world problems? I feel like people now, like, it's like two things go wrong, and they're like, all right, give it uh, up. No, I don't look at it like that, <laughs> right? Does, right? Yeah, yeah everyone does. But here, we're not used to any like adversity anymore. I feel like it's. I just feel you just have to tell people. And the girls I mentor have been through a lot. And I try to tell them, like, you know, if you would have told me things that where I was going to be 10 years from when I was 12, you know, I'm 12 years old. I'm the whole fucking side of the world. Like, you're going to be in America and already you're going to be a host already for like three years in at that time. I would have been like, you're crazy, you know? And I try to tell them that, like, you have to live every day with the like with the hope and ambition that something amazing can happen today. That's the only way. Like you can go outside and fucking hit by a car or you can meet your husband uh, who's uh, a fucking billionaire or you can meet someone and give you this amazing job. Like you just don't know. So I just have this like, I was just, I was like, I have to, it's something's going to have to happen to me. Like I just have this outlook on life and I was like, something great has to happen to me. So you, how long were you in Lansing? Like, when do you get your big break to come here to DC? Oh, it was a while. Knows you. It was like years, oh, years, so years. You're 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 just like yeah. grinding away. You get on air. You get these weekend shifts. How does how do you make your way to Washington? 
Oh, so so 2009, I got fired from Detroit. And basically, my boss there was like, I love you, but you got to go, basically. And that's when like Clear Channel did their, all their cuts oh, or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was inauguration day I had a, for President Obama. Yeah, I had a... No- yeah, Yeah, we went was. to the inauguration. We came mm-hmm. back, half the building was gone. We're half, like, oh, literally 25%. Clear <laughs> Channel cut 25% of their people. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was and crazy. And I had a evening show, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., Quiet Storm. Everyone knows... In sure. urban radio, that's like the sexy, you know, I hated it, by the way, just because <laughs> like the show was great. But I just was like, I'm so hyper and I just couldn't like, hey, it's sunny in the city. So what are you doing tonight? Oh, my God. You know, it is so it is kind of quiet. You yeah, have to be. I had be, to hey. do it for two years because, again, my boss was like, this is all we got. And this is the money we have. So you're going to take it or not. And I was like, of course, I'll take it. And I was like, I'll just do it. Again, to practice more. My thing was always, I could always get better. So whatever I got to do, I'm just going to wow. keep going. So I get fired. They're like, it's the last show of the night. We have to cut it. But we're going to have to, they had to pay me for like a year. Full salad. Like, you know, you oh, know how great. that works. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, was shit, great. Severance. Like, I'm great severance package. I'm like chilling. I don't, you know, I'm hosting parties for cash and like I'm stacking my money. So 2010, I'm like, I want to move to Miami. And my family's like, what? And I was like, oh, no, I'm moving to Miami. Why? Because I have this amazing job. I'm lying. I don't have shit. Like, I was just like literally booked my apartment <laughs> online. And I was like, I'm going to Miami. I pack everything in my little Nissan Altima and I drive 24 hours to Miami by myself. Wow. Oh, yes. my God. Crazy, right? I was just like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I get to Miami. I don't have anything. This as soon as I get there, like two days later, Nicole Bitchy, remember Nicole Bitchy's site? She changed it to like XO Nicole now. She's, you know, this huge blogger. She calls me. She's like, why are you in Miami? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I'm just here. And she's <laughs> like, she used to be my, in- like, she used to work with me. We were interns together in Detroit. And she's like, well, I have this site. We have like millions of hits a month. And I live right next door. And I'm like, what? So oh. I ended up working with her for a little bit for the summer in Miami. And that's how I ended up in New York because she moved. And I was like, sure, I'll follow you because I don't have shit else going on. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Your story is unreal. Well, this is from like literally from April 2010 to January 2011. That's like eight, seven months. I went from Detroit to Miami to New York to D.C. Wow. And, And I had furniture everywhere. Like, And so at that time in D.C., was your first job at WPGC? Yeah. So your first job, they hire you for afternoons. So middays. Middays. Mm-hmm. Middays at WPGC. Mm-hmm. And that was eight years ago. That was 2011. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was scared like shit. Were you scared? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just always like, I'm like this loud, tatted up girl who curses a lot, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, you I love give me, you, curse. you know, but like you put me in Washington, D.C. I'm assuming everyone's like Michelle Obama, you right, know. So right. I'm like, oh, my God, like button up. Yes. Top button. And, you know, I get here and, you know, I'm scared to like talk about certain things on air. Like, should I talk about the real housewives? Because I'm like, maybe people here don't watch it. <laughs> and then my boss is like, are you fucking crazy? We love that show. And I was like, oh, because I have always always viewed dc as like this this place it's like the nation's capital so i'm like oh my god am they're gonna like me they're gonna think i'm like super loud and then i you know meet my girlfriends and i'm like oh this is great like they love me and you so you just take <laughs> right. off in dc you do middays for how yeah. many years um until 2017 so i did it six years six years midday wow. so now at that point okay finally your life it seems like there's a lot of stability you talk about in the book you buy your first condo ever like mm-hmm. something you could never have dreamed of you never could have yeah. imagined that you'd spend as much money on your condo as you did yeah. so at that point were you just like was it all sinking in like oh my god i finally have stability i have money i'm in a top Honestly, 10 radio market i never i never think that way 
I never think that way. Like, I'm never like, oh, my God, I got it. Like, great. I'm always like, okay, so what's next? And I'm trying to still work on that because it's like a it's a little between like being ambitious and just being fucking crazy because like you have to enjoy what you worked yeah. for. You know, you so have I'm, to take it in. Yeah, sometimes. so I'm constantly like, okay, so like what's next because, you know, I'm 35 now and then I have to, you know, so I'm constantly like prioritizing things that I have going on. But I'm learning to kind of relax now and, you know, it's my mother in me. She's like, <laughs> it's like her. <laughs> she, she, I am I am her now. Like I'm becoming a mother. So then you get the call to audition for the Joe Claire Morning Show, right? Yeah, well, I didn't really audition. They were like, can you come in? <laughs> they were like, yes. Yeah, they were like, we need you. And I was like, okay, sure. And I got, and you know, the great thing about Joe is just like, he's this super funny, dope guy, you know? Yeah. And we just got along. So for like the first two weeks, it was just amazing. Um, you know, it was, I could finally be myself. Because, you know, middays are more, you know, Subdued. say what it's you want to say and like get off the mic. Nobody cares. They want to listen to music. Right. Morning show is actually having a conversation. I think that's when people really got to know me and more about me. And now it's so weird like when I go to parties and girls are like oh my god so remember when you said this and I was like girl yes and I'm like oh I don't remember but yes (laughs) I'm pretty sure I said it because it's just a lot and you know people can relate to you on certain topics and sometimes we disagree um but it's just great for like like fuck like people actually tune in like I want to hear what like that's crazy it's amazing when people listen and then they 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 are so invested yeah yeah. and I'm like Bosnia has three million people in the whole fucking country. And like this is like six million in the metro area. Yes. So, you know, it's just like, wow. So now, okay, so now you've been doing morning radio two years mm-hmm. with this show. Tell us about the Joe Claire Morning Show. Like, what is it? What do you do on the show? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm the girl on the show. Yes. <laughs> I am the woman on the show. Um, yeah, so we just have a really good time. You know, Joe's the comedian, Guy Lambert's the news guy. Oh, I'm yeah, like guy's the funny great. girl um, that's very like pro women. Like, we, I'm always like checking the guys about certain things, but we just have a lot of fun. Um, you know, we tried to. Okay, so I really wanted to say this because I always battled with this in radio uh, especially now that like the news are so dark it's always some crazy shit going on and I used to be like man like how am I contributing to the world because it's so much serious stuff going on and you know we're here just telling stupid jokes you know yeah and then I had to be like and I met this lady at like this random charity event and she walks up to me and she's like Oh, my God. She was like, I fucking love you guys. She was like, I go to work every day and I hate my fucking coworkers. And I put my uh, earbuds in and I'll tune to you guys and you make me laugh and you just make me feel great about the day. And then I was like, wow, that's that's my job. That's incredible. Like, that's what I get to do. You get to because inspire people. Because I was people. so yeah. down on myself. Like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, what are you doing? Like, what you're saying, like you talking about Kanye West is not very important. You know, what right. Kim Kardashian wore, which is like, that's stupid shit. And then I was like, wait, we're not CNN. Like, people don't tune to us to hear about Donald Trump's new policy, you know? Yeah. It's like you have to take for what your job is for and like embrace it. So how do you feel? Because I, I always wrestled with this too when I was in radio and I and I still do and I always wonder how women do it in radio now. But it, it's radio to me is a difficult business because it's still a very male-dominated mm-hmm. business. Like, is that hard for you to reckon with being such a proponent for women's rights? Like, is it because, you know, there's only one woman in the city, you know, Angie Ange has her name on mm-hmm. the show. Um, but it still seems like women have to play that kind of second seat. Yeah. You know, how do you feel about that? I don't honestly, I don't feel any kind of way about it because I just feel like I 
came into the show. It's the Joe Claire Morning Show. And, you know, to me, it's like I don't mind playing my part for what that part was meant to be played. Right. Um, but and I still stand my ground and we still have, this, you know, the discussions I want to have or we change things around. If I say I don't like something like the guys are very like I, they're like the brothers and ne- like the big brothers I never had. So they're like, oh, you don't like this. OK, that's fine. Like, we don't care. Like I run the show. You know, I produce the show, you know, like inside and it's just I don't know. It's just really great with us. I never felt that way. And my favorite thing to say all the time is I just do my job and I stay out of the way. Like, I don't I don't go for like why my name is it like I just do my job and I stay out of the way. And like the blessings, they come, they will come regardless. But like, I don't go for that shit like, oh, this like. It comes naturally and it's such a blessing and I'm always like, oh, this shit could go away. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) You know, so I just don't view like I just view myself as this girl that has this really fabulous job. Like it's not better than anybody else's job, but it's just better to me because I don't like to do anything else, you know. So I just go. I just every day I work and I stay out of the way. Oh, that's a great philosophy for work. Yeah. I love that you're still grateful after so many years of doing it. You know what I mean? Sometimes people get jaded and they yeah. just forget like, wow, I still have a very coveted position. Yeah. But you never it's just not get like, your blown up head. You know what I mean? It's just a job. You know, it's just yeah. a different job than other people have. But it's like, it's still just a job. And, you know, it doesn't make me better. You know, I just I have my own insecurities and things that, you know, I, I still deal with. But it's like, I don't view that as like, oh, I'm sunny in the city. So where's my, you know, whatever. That's I so, I mean, I love your It's like so weird to it. me. I don't know. No, that's great. I mean, it seems like, you know, do you think about like what's next now? Like you're, you're always yeah. thinking, plotting, like what? So what do you feel like is the next step or do you know yet? Uh, I'm going to be fat and pregnant with my feet up eating peanut <laughs> butter and pickles. Okay. Having my kids. No, I'm joking. Well, that, <laughs> romance. well maybe. Romance. Do we have anybody? Yeah. No, yeah. Tell us no. about that because you start the book out saying that like in your mind, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, when you were 25, when you were 30, that that was the goal. And like in your mind, the American dream was you own the house, mm-hmm. the white picket fence, you've got the man, you've got the kids. And, and you talk about how your life took a different path than that and you embraced it and all these great things have happened. Yeah. So yeah, tell us about that. Like, is it hard to date what's going on i just don't think dating in dc is that hard i just don't really like anybody <laughs> true we don't like have the not, best selection no, here okay now you guys do there's so there's some men here i just i just have i'm just not good at it like i'm talking about i'm great at dating but <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not i just have the worst luck and i don't know what it is and it's funny because i went on a date with this guy and i told him that and i was like you know Looking back, I don't have like these stories of where I had this like long romance and he swept me off my feet. I was like, uh, no, like, yeah, I was like in love with this guy for like four years and he didn't like me. Like he played me like shit. So, uh. yeah. So I was just like, I don't have any great stories to tell. Uh, but I always felt again, I'm just so like, well, if God, you know, if it happens, I feel like the reason why I was so unlucky is because like God has something really great for me. And when it I comes, so it's going to happen. Yes. yes. So I don't I don't stress it. But I used to. I used to, you know, look at it, I'm like, holy shit, everybody's getting married and all of this. And I'm just like here why working. Why is this happening for yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But now totally. I'm like, OK, maybe the reason why you've been so unlucky is because he has something really great for you. So I don't know. We'll see. There's always something good in store. And you guys are uh, similar in ages. And I always look at Sarah like you did put your per- your profession first, but that's yeah. a good thing because look at what you've accomplished. And you could still have kids. 
We hope the I'm eggs hoping. haven't dried yeah. up, but you still have kids. You can adopt. We'll <laughs> you freezing your eggs? I've thought about no. that. Mm-mm. I know, me neither. Then I said, you know, then once you find out the fees and all the things that go into extracting them, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get pregnant. Seems, like, Seems like the sex is a lot more enjoyable like, to have it than, yeah. than harvesting these eggs. Yeah, I actually, you know, eventually in my career, I just started looking at it like, um, I used to date these guys and, you know, they were, you know, they would have money or whatever. And I was just like, who am I next to them? You know, when I walk into our room, you know, they're like, that's such and such. And there's some girl, probably some thought, you know, with them for the day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I just was like, wow, I got to work really hard to like make something of myself that when we walk in together, people are going to be like, oh, that's and, them. You know, and, her and I never wanted to be the woman on some man's arm. And I was like, I have to work really hard to to become someone. And then, you know, do you feel like you attract those guys that like you end up kind of losing your identity in them? A no, bit? no. Mm-mm. OK, I mean, like I know some really great guys, um, but you could possibly if you're not, you know, I'm yeah. just at that point now where I'm like past that, you know, right. I, my 20s were a mess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That was a mess. Well, it's hard. I think it's really hard in this day and age, too, because now everybody does have such goals. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. got goals. So then to like what I've found is with a, I don't even know how it's worked out. Believe me, AJ knows all the highs and lows, but it, it <laughs> does. It seems to work. We've been through a ton of therapy. But, you know, you really when people it's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work, like learning what the other person is, what they need, what you mm-hmm. need. It's so so I can see it's tough. I mean, I've always lived by myself. I've never even had a roommate. Like really? I've never wow. in my entire life lived with anyone outside of my family. Oh, I've always been alone and I like it that way. I am very particular. I like things to be a certain way. <laughs> so, you know, if you like move my cup like this off the coaster, like it's going to be an issue. And <laughs> so, you know, my friends always say like your husband is going to fucking hate you. And I was like, he's going to need to have a separate bedroom because sometimes I would like to sleep alone. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, I just... I need my space. You are I'm hysterical. Like, You're bothering me. He's like, but we're married. <laughs> Get <laughs> off the couch. Like, so you talk about the book. You kind of dated this guy that was an NFL player. Have you dated any other? And then you talked about, uh, did you meet Eminem? I feel like you and Eminem would make a good couple. Like, what's he up to? Oh, I don't know. I've never met Eminem. Never. I just say that because you're both from Michigan. Oh, yeah. Everyone's from that. Like, yeah, I, I have never met Eminem. Really? Never. I feel like you guys would be great together. Mm. I have no idea why. I, I He's have never a dated a rapper or a singer or... What I, is your type? I have never been on a date with anyone really? in the music industry. Ever. Really? Oh, ever. You guys get a lot of good... Cele- you guys, do you guys get a lot of good yeah. celebrities that come through? Yeah. Come I interview? just... I'm not interested. Like, I want someone who is just completely yeah. out of the industry. Yeah, that's I, good. You know, I like a man's man, like a businessman that can still, like... I'm an A per- Like, I'm super over the top you know and I need someone who's super calm and super like manly to just be like girl like sit down I love that you know like boss me around a little bit (laughs) (laughs) sit down you're being too loud like you know because I feel like you know men sometimes will let me do whatever I want and I take advantage of that (laughs) as you should (laughs) well you know it's just my personality is just so over the top and I feel like you have to just sometimes be like listen sit down yeah okay relax I love how confident you are, you know, just who you are. You're so like, this is who I am. I'm 35. You're rocking it. Now, have you ever said fuck on the air? Do they have to dump you a lot? No. Really? Never. You don't curse when you're alive? That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I did one time I got drunk, like live from a nightclub. (laughs) And I was like, fuck this shit. They're like, ow. (laughs) That was the only time. And it was here. And it was here in D.C. I have never cursed on air. Like it never even comes across my mind. 
I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. But this is like That's my everyday point. life and I like this is how I speak. So I think like whenever I go on podcasts, I'm like, can we curse here? Because I love it. Exactly. Who unless you're doing like a kid's podcast, like how the fuck can you not swear on a podcast? Like that's the point. But people yeah, but, uh, yeah people will actually be like, Yeah, we don't curse I love on this it. podcast. I'm like, What you're on a podcast? <laughs> I know some people are gonna be like, This bitch is just no cursing so much. You're I a- just it's just how I am. I cannot believe Nora Tagori, who's, you know, um, she, all her fame came what? She was featured in Playboy, right? Because she wanted to be the first journalist to wear a hijab. I think, like, being a news, was it night news reporter? Was that no, the initial I, goal? Yeah. Well, no, she, I think her picture went viral when she, like, sat at ch- uh, Channel 7 at the desk and was like, I'm going to become the first uh, woman wearing a hijab in in. American media and uh, I think that's where it kind of like took off so then she started like her whole campaign let Nora shine and she's you know to see her grow um, you know I met her when she was 17 18 she was my intern I can't believe she still doesn't get my coffee (laughs) (laughs) I just had breakfast with her this morning and she's no Um, but she's you know to see her blossom and you know I've seen her you know turn 21 I've seen her get married and engaged and you know now she just turned 25 and to see her um you know, she has her series on human trafficking and it's just like to see her grow is amazing. Oh, yeah. And it's so crazy because we're technically in the same industry, but I've always just looked at her as like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. Do yeah. your thing. Because I was just like, again, I do my job and I stay out of the way. So, you know, it's like one of those like all the women I know in the industry. It's never been like, oh, well, are you? Well, I'm trying to get that gig too. You know, I'm just like, I just do my job and I stay out of the way. Like, if it's meant to me, it's coming and it's going to be great. But, like, you don't have to, you know, shit on someone to, like, go further. Like, it's fine. I'm just literally like, it's whatever. Support, bring each other up. It's just like, okay, you got it. Maybe it's coming for me. If it doesn't, maybe I wasn't meant to have it. It's just like, it's not that deep. And I think people are just so, like, they they think that them being caddy and all that is just being competitive like oh it's the industry you got to be competitive like yeah you have to be ambitious uh but you don't have to shit on other women to to like go further like you just don't like do your job and stay out of the fucking way i should have applied to pgc because <laughs> uh, the motto all back they then, did well, i heard the rumors at, our motto at 99.5 was it ain't show friends it's show business <laughs> and it really stuck and, and listen yeah. like, it's amazing it's been so fun to kind of know you guys outside of radio because yeah. we are so conditioned to not be friends with other radio people and and it's 
it's so weird. Mm, like I'm friends with Dominique Dediva and Angie Ange and all the girls. Like we're on a panel this weekend, like a women's panel for Women's History Month together. And we're in a group chat like, hey, girl. And they'll text me things like I just saw you on Fox. They posted me. Yeah. Um, you know, Shay Parker posted me from their studio. Like, holy shit, it's sunny on Fox 5. And like we just do that. It's not a. It's like playing for different teams, like NBA. You yeah. know, it's like you play for a different team, but that doesn't mean off the court you can't be friends. And then, you know, if they offer me more money, bitch, I'm signing to the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm putting my LeBron. <laughs> That's it, right. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Here I come. Yeah. <laughs> well, any station. I mean, let's be clear. Like, we, this, is a, this is a business and it's a job and you have to look at it that way. And we love what we do, but it's like they wouldn't think twice about firing you if something happens. It's the same way. Um, you don't have you know you love your station and I do love PGC because it's such a heritage station and like to work there is an honor for me um, you know but at the end of the day everything's a business they wouldn't no, none of your employers would think twice about firing you so you should look at the same way it's so true and I do love I think too don't you feel like just this whole kind of resurgence of the women's movement and times up I think that it has really made it more of a community for women to su- openly support mm-hmm. each other and yeah. be out there and I, I love that and that's I mean for me because I, I obviously had a totally different radio experience than you did but I, <laughs> I was like damn Sarah oh mine was really it was it was, yeah. it was crazy it's like I've had to spend so many years in therapy really? unconditioning myself from that oh it's my god yeah. Yeah. oh yeah it was it was can always, I say this though I yeah, think can, that urban stations and pop stations are totally different like yeah. atmosphere um, I've always worked for urban stations and pop, I worked for one pop station in, in Michigan for only for like a little bit on a weekend and it was just obviously I never really went anywhere did anything because I was just like a Saturday shift um, and I just remember even just being there I was like it's just so different. Like you go to a community event and like the urban stations and everyone's like, oh my God, how are you? And they're just, you know, and you go to like pop stations, kind of cold. It's like, a, I don't know. People are not very like, receptive I don't yeah. know it's just so different to me it's completely different and um, you know being at PGC it's like when you tell people you work with PGC it's such like oh my god because you guys are out I think too what I've always loved about urban stations is I think you guys really go out in the community it's and, a sense of community yeah, yeah. and I just don't feel you get that at pop stations you don't there's because not that it's, emphasis it's, and a lot of times at pop stations they you know they a lot of people sound generic. Like they yes. want you to sound a certain way. They want everyone to just be the same. Yeah. And I was just like, you're supposed to sound like Ariana Grande, yeah. you know, like everybody, the men and the women, just yeah. like, and they like <laughs> and want you, you to like, like edit Grande. yourself down to where there's no breaths. And I'm like on PGC, like, what? Like, Oh, I forgot. Like I'm stumbling, you know, it's just, it's just different. Yes, it's it just is. so different. And even that small little part that I was on uh, in Detroit at the pop station, I was just like, wow, I just don't think it's for me. It would be so different if I worked at like a pop station here in D.C. I don't think I would have what I have now. Like the community, community embracing me would not be like that. Right. I, I think, you no, I think you're 100 percent right. I think yeah. you nailed it. I don't think you'd have the range because you're right. They would want you to yeah. play a certain role. Yeah, you know? and it's just not like that at PGC. And and yes, oh my yeah. God, Sunny. The book is called Still mm-hmm. I Shine. It's available on Amazon. Yeah, you are so inspiring. I mean, people need to pick this up. I think, Thank you. boy, if you're feeling down about your circumstance, I mean, to read this book and see what you overcame, it's just so incredible. I didn't know what it was gonna like when I wrote it. I was just like, how did what? you come about thinking about writing it? <sighs> um. 
well, I've always wanted to write it. So funny thing is, I'm very much into like speaking things into existence, even if I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so great. I got a yeah. job in Miami. I'm just yeah. gonna go. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. And people would ask me, you know, when they were like, "Oh, that's where you're from," and I'm like, "Yeah," because I'm writing a book about it. Like that was my thing to say. <laughs> like I was not writing a fucking book. Like there was no way even like a thought. And I was just that was my like a punchline like to get in with the conversation like aren't you from us yeah because i'm writing a book about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then when i moved here i started slowly writing it and then a friend of mine one day was just like where is this fucking book and i was like oh you know it's just and she's like no you need to finish it and then she hooked me up with this girl named ashley graham who owns a publishing company and she uh she like send me whatever you have and i just like sent it and she read like it was just a bunch of mess put together and she's like, holy shit. Like, she was like my biggest cheerleader. She's like, this stuff is great. And I was like, really? Like, it's just a bunch of stories. Like, you know. Oh so my God. I, love that. I love that. I think it's in- so yeah. inspiring. Where are you going to be this weekend? Promote. Uh, how can people find you, follow you? Oh, just follow me on Twitter, Sunny and the City, SN and I, and Instagram. I'm always posting things that I'm doing. I literally have like an event every day this March. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. You're on the news, radio, events. Yeah. And it's so funny because I talked to Nora this morning about it. And then she was like, so what's going to happen? Because it seems like you're doing a lot of television. So like, are you going to? like Joe keeps telling me and I feel like he's just putting it out he's like you're gonna leave me for Good Morning America he keeps saying that <laughs> he's like holy shit Sonny you're leaving me for Good Morning America. just let me he was like just let me know when you're leaving so bring me <laughs> some rum and leave it on my desk cause you know and I was yeah. like stop saying that I'm always gonna do radio um I just, you know, I, again, I do my work, I stay out of the way and I just feel I'm in this really beautiful place where it's just like, I'm just, I'm just happy and everything's great. I'm just doing my job, staying out of the way. But like, there's things that are happening and you can't really explain it. It's like a little domino effect. So it's just things are coming and I don't really know, but I know it's going to be great. So I don't know. And people, and you're on Channel 9 regularly, right? Like I appear, now? yeah, on okay. the weekends sometimes. And I do a lot of stuff with Fox 5. So they're always so great over there. We so. love Fox. Yeah. Yes. They're amazing. They're so we could have you come on the weekend. We have a lot of good, we have a fun time on the weekend. Yeah, let me know. I'm always down. <laughs> Say hi to Makia. Hey, I if I meet the night. No, that's my girl. That's my girl. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, bitches, I just got a stylist. So I'm going to be like, oh, Oh, where you need me? You don't even amazing. need one. You no, just it. let really. me know where I need to be because I, I have not have like a stack of dresses. And you know, I love my Michelle Obama dresses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all the boys. Oh, hey, boys. It's <laughs> 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 my favorite thing to say. You are so incredible. Thank you so <laughs> much for coming on. Thank you so much. Amazing, amazing. We can't wait to have you back and follow your career. And I just, I love it. You just have such a great attitude. Thank you. I mean, is there anything that gets you down? I mean, uh, like, I mean, I mean this fucking keto diet I'm on. Really? You do you on that? Oh Wait, do you God. have keto crotch? Have you heard of this? What is that? Keto <laughs> oh, I heard about that. Yes, no, it's I when do your not. crotch smells like ammonia. Hell no. Are you sure? Yes. No, I was on the Atkins, which was like a different version of keto years ago, and my yeah. crotch completely smelled like ammonia. Okay, so I'm like half-assing my keto though because <laughs> oh. you know I do like no carbs oh, yeah. no sugar but I have a Snickers bar for breakfast every morning because I heard it was like a pick-me-up <laughs> is that on the diet? that's amazing because I was like oh shit that's like 250 calories that's a breakfast <laughs> Oh my god, that's your treat. No, that will keep your crotch from smoking. Okay. It's like when you go uh, you full. Sh- you're on the Snickers diet. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound it's like, like a, a keto- day. You know, one a day. <laughs> that <laughs> that way, I'm going to start doing that day. diet. Right? I don't think I'm doing it right, but I lost 12 pounds though. But eating you a have? Snickers every morning? every morning. Yeah, it's like $2 at the station. I was like, why the fuck is this $2? It's like definitely cheaper at the store, but I always buy it. <laughs> <laughs> 
at the vending machine. You hit up the station at 5.30 a.m. It's time for mm-hmm. Snickers. Time for my Snickers bar and a cup of coffee. And then the rest of the day is like fine. And you love the morning shift because oh, you have your I whole day. I believe you love the morning shift. I love it so much because every day at 10 o'clock, I'm like, so what do we do today? Oh my God, do that's we? amazing. I don't miss getting up at 4.30 in the morning. See, I'm a morning all. person. Like I'm the, too, I'm the friend. Okay, so people don't <laughs> like staying in my house because. Like time to go to bed. Oh, no, no, no. At like on a Saturday at five thirty in the morning, I'm vacuuming around you. Like, what? move your feet, drunk ass. Like, I gotta clean my house. Oh my god! And people hate me. And my friends are like, "Your husband is gonna." Hate you. <laughs> you better find somebody. No, that's you, really. I think that's you're gonna keep a, a tight yeah. ship. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's win. why he's gonna have to have a separate bedroom. <laughs> I think you and Guy Lambert should try it. You know what? <laughs> oh my god, no, Guy. <laughs> guy has a. Girl. Oh, he does? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. was I not supposed to say that? Oh. I don't know if he does. Really? Wait, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Guy seems like he wouldn't mind. He seems like whatever. Um, you know, if you're yeah. vacuuming at 4.30 in the morning, he'd be okay with that. Like, I don't think I've seen Guy ever upset. Yeah, he's pretty great. No, I, I'm just very particular. And uh, I don't mind waking up early. I love it. I feel like I get a head start on the world. And then I take my nap. So <laughs> when you're trying to reach me at noon, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're amazing. We'll have to find somebody at Channel 9 or, or uh, at Fox 5 who gets up early. Yeah. I'm like a news anchor? No. We want somebody on the, on the different... No, no, the I don't want nobody in the industry. Nobody in the media industry. I agree. At all. Like, I don't want a weatherman no. or like... <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, but you know what I mean. Like, I don't oh. want a DJ. Right, right. Like, I don't... I just... I need us to have completely separate lives and completely different schedules yeah. and interests and, you know... Don't blame you. I'm 17 years in in this industry. Uh, like, oh. it's a lot. I know. I'm not trying to, like, date a rapper. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God, that'd be so much work. Forget it. You and Wale, who wants that? <laughs> no, I mean, he I seems like hey, way Wale. too much. I love him. Uh, no, he's great. Um, no, I just can't. Like, I'm just not really interested in dating people in the industry. That's just it. I No, I agree with you. I think because. That's Wale. I saw your red table talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> he's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Like he wouldn't let, he probably wouldn't let me like vacuum around it for no, 30 minutes. It's like you gotta like adjust to their lives. It's like who wants to do that? I mean, I've seen the industry, so it just seems very hard. Um like I'm not trying to deal with people that have to travel all the time. Like again, I'm trying to be here with my feet up, knocked up with like pickles and peanut butter. Yes. Going to work for four hours a day and going back home, maybe in Virginia or Maryland, like on a little farm or something, you know, being like a cool soccer mom. But like, still really? fly. But like, maybe you should fly. try my fiance. Actually, you know what? Maybe you should. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, look, we have to oh thank some. We have to thank some of oh, our sponsors. Oh. oh my god, you look great. So gorgeous. We I love you. Pulled an old one. Oh wow, an oldie but goodie. <laughs> look at those thin eyebrows. I was gonna. Hey, your eyebrows look real good right now. It's nice to go back and look at. Yes. Like the thin one because we remember all have when the, the thin ones were the so ones hot. Were in. Yeah. Oh God, I know. Yeah, and like you pencil crazy. them in. Yeah, I know. That's, That's beautiful. That's before I had my teeth done, though. <laughs> really? What'd you get done? Your I teeth got veneers. Did you? Really? We talk about them all the time. All the time. Doctor Rinaldi. It's a fucking Toyota Corolla in my mouth. That's what I say. It's. I mean, it's so expensive. They look incredible, and they're not like hurt to get it done. No. But like the shaving of the teeth down. Like I literally me. didn't feel anything. And like what? the first day he puts in temporary. So you immediately have the beautiful smile. Like within an hour. Wow. You're like, holy shit. And he's like, wait three weeks. We'll call you back. Don't eat chicken. And I ate chicken wings and broke them. <laughs> oh, 
I did. And I called him like, oh, side of my mouth broke because I had a chicken wing. He's like, I told you not to eat fucking chicken wing. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's like the greatest thing I ever. It was like the best investment because I've always wanted to like have beautiful teeth, but my parents couldn't afford like braces and stuff. So like I would get things done over time, but sure, it was never slowly. like perfect. And so now I'm like, OK, if I'm going to do television and things like that, I need to have nice teeth. And it was an investment. Girl, thousand, uh, Toyota Corolla smile. That actually uh, a G wagon. Oh, thank right you. Right there. Now, do you ever have to whiten them? They just always stay They're going to stay white, like right? this That's for a, like 20 years. That's why I wow. want them. You never have too. to whiten. They're never. just like always Well, you that. have to like whiten the bottom to match it, you know, to, to make sure, you know. Right. You take care of it, but like it's great. Oh, my oh. God. Okay, we got to have you back. You were fabulous. I mean, we can talk for hours. <laughs> Literally. We can be here all day. I mean, every, yeah, please. We got to go through all the pop culture. All yeah. right, let it, we want to hit four things that are popping okay. with you. Okay, let's so really that. quick, let's thank our sponsors. Okay. This uh, sun, this Saturday, March 16th, you can join AJ and me. We are doing a pop-up podcast at Bloomingdale's in Chevy Chase. Starts at 2 p.m. Or you can join me in the morning, too, for their makeup date at 8.30 a.m. Beverly.Johnson at Bloomingdale's.com. You can make your reservation or 240 3811. Call them. Say that you're coming for the Hey Fresh podcast. You, uh, for the morning session makeup, $25 gets you a makeup bag that's in leopard print. Age, hold it up, girl. Be the Vanna. <laughs> Where's the bag? Age, do, do an impression and be the Vanna. This one is also on the way to major stardom, but uh, we can't say, which is really hard for oh, me yeah. to relate. <laughs> I, I can't even reveal. So the tote bag you get if you spend $150 or more, and then within it, there is a makeup bag that's filled with all kinds of goodies. Thank you, AJ Vanna. Uh, so RSVP, it's Beverly.Johnson at Bloomingdale's.com or 240-744-3811. We will see you this Saturday. Uh, also, we have to thank Advantage Financial Credit Union. We love them. And thanks to them, I just got approved for my small business loan and line of credit. If you're tired of paying insane fees to your local bank, well, don't do it. Advantage Financial Federal Credit Union puts the money back in your pocket. They have no fees. And when you sign up with Advantage Financial, their pocket podcast page, boop, you get $50. They pay you. We love them. By the way, this is only for D.C. residents, so you got to live in D.C., okay? Advantage Financial Federal Credit Union is their website. It's advfcu.org slash pod. Boop, apply through our page. You're going to get $50 when you sign up today. They have great rates, and the difference between a credit union and a bank Credit Union is started by real people. They have a board that doesn't get paid. They're not out for profit. That's why they can offer you lower interest rates, whether it comes to your home mortgage, whether it's a personal loan for your business, whatever it is. So advfcu.org slash podcast. Boop, you can get it right there. And then we also have to thank BioClarity, which is one of our sponsors. We love BioClarity. Uh, you can use code phrase for an incredible discounts that's happening all this month. I use their essentials routine. It's for normal to dry skin, comes with everything you need to nurture, hydrate, and restore your skin. Three steps regimen that's packed full of detoxifying and calming nutrients, antioxidants, and a super special ingredient, Floralux, which is all the juicy ingredients that helps plants replenish and continue to grow on your skin it nourishes and soothes the best part about them they are 100 vegan cruelty free paraben free sulfate free and artificial fragrance free which i really enjoy because sometimes fragrances can trip
trigger migraines. And here's the deal. If you're not happy with BioClarity, 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. Right now, for HeyFresh listeners, you can save 40% on skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. You have to enter code Frage though. So go to BioClarity.com, get 40% off skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use code Frage at checkout. Okay. Sunny, at the end of every show, we do four things that are popping. Okay, I'm ready. Everything in pop culture. And since you guys are experts on this, I want all your thoughts. Okay. I always love what's happening in celebrity news. Yeah. I need more of a life. Um, <laughs> how did you feel about this? So yesterday the news broke. Uh, Lori Laughlin, mm-hmm. uh, who, of course, was Aunt Becky in Full House, uh, and Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman's been arrest- arrested and released mm-hmm. in this college admissions scam. Okay, so this whole thing was that these parents were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, up to 500000 to get their kids into Ivy League schools like Georgetown, Yale, Wake mm-hmm. Forest. Um, these two celebrity moms were them. Olivia Jade is Lori Laughlin's daughter, who's an influencer who's been sponsored by Amazon, as well as other big name brands. Uh, and she's at a California state college that was very difficult to get into. The extent of how yeah. they deceived. Did, did you guys talk about this this morning? Yeah, we did. And I actually read the entire report. Like I, I read how like they took their tests for them or they had like an actual person go in or change their answers. Um, yeah. Yes. So it was just a lot like they had their faces photoshopped on other per- other students bodies to show like that they were a part of a certain sport when they weren't um i mean this this is the craziest shit you ever yeah. hear and it's just so sad to me because you have so many children who cannot afford to go to college and they work their fucking asses, their asses off, off and they took their spot and they took their spot and i think that that kind of lets you into the whole world of like privilege and wealth and like wow this is what these people are doing and who else has done this you know you have people who shouldn't be there like their children like were on instagram posting how you know they just wanted to party and so i'm like you have now you have people in power at different places who have no fucking idea what they're doing they shouldn't have been there because their parents got them into the schools that they were supposed to go to and it's just it's so heartbreaking and i think oh Talk about the American dream. Isn't that so discouraging? Because I is. feel like we tell kids, right, work hard, you mm-hmm. know. And look, in this instance, and in many for these Ivy Leagues, it doesn't even matter how hard you work because you're out moneyed, essentially, yeah. by these families mm-hmm. that are going and spending $500,000 to get these kids in who are like, I mean, this chick's like a complete nitwit. Yeah. Like they brought up all of Olivia Jade's old tweets. It's like, ugh, I don't want to even take a test today. Bitch, you weren't taking it to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's stepping in for it's you. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And, you know, kids work their whole lives. They're like, if I work hard, I'm going to get into the school. And then you have someone take their spot. And that's it. It's I mean, just, this story disgusts me. It's just it so disgusting. I can't. So fake. Uh, were you surprised that Aunt Becky was uh, one was of the members? So su- I was, you were. Well, I, I was like, where the hell did she get the money? I didn't know who she was married to. Right. She was married to the guy that has the line at Target. Oh, you still? Right. Is it Mosino? Mosino? Yeah, Mosino. That's, that's, that's yeah. who she's married to? Because I was like, I know Full House. Got, they didn't pay her like that. At least it's got to be over by now. It's got to I mean, be used it's by been years. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm no longer buying that brand. I don't think they're in Target anymore. Well, good. Because I wasn't going to buy them anyway. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think they're in Target. I don't know. I just, but I was like, oh, I remember okay, that brand. Yeah. And he was arrested disgusting. and released it's yesterday. Disgusting. There's actually a girl from Georgetown uh, that lives here. Yes. That, yeah. She, her parents were enlisted in that. So they're now they're questioning her degree. Uh, her name is, 
Isabella Hernandez or something. And how how many people were on the list? Fifty. Yeah. Wow. So that they've Felicity and Aunt, Aunt Becky, and then like forty eight other people. So you had like coaches and that are now people. to blame too. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. And now it's like okay, so who else? Like I want to know. Like you know. Oh, yeah. But why USC? Like, why not Harvard? Why not Yale? Like, you know what I mean? If we're really going to pay money I mean, to get look, them well, in school. They can hardly yeah. get into USC. Can you imagine? Right, I mean, can, yeah. can you imagine what it would cost to get yeah. into Yale? They yeah. worked it for $250,000. I mean, they were like, look, this is the best it's going to get for oh, this kid, okay? But then it lets you know, like, how much people, like, they were like, we just want you to have the title that you went to, you know, yes. such and such right. school. Like, you're a fucking dumbass. And, like, you don't know what you're doing. But right. because you have, because you went to this school, we're going to, you know, Right. Like all the other doors are going to open for you. And that's kind of crazy, you know, when you think about it. I know it really. It, yeah, it does. It, it really makes you angry about your the environment and people you're around and like your connections and, and wealth and things that you grow up around. Like that defines like that sets a pathway for your life. And that's why so many kids who grow up differently don't have that same. They can't even they don't even have the access. Like, no matter how good they are, they can't right. even get there because you have these wealthy people who are just so connected and they have their ways and they pay their way through things. And you have children who are better and smarter and more dedicated, but they can't even get access to that. So when people talk about affirmative action and, and you know, they were so against it, and I was like, but you got to give these kids a chance because they deserve. You're, you're looking Great at the test score. You're doing all of these things to test them, to even give them a chance to right. try something, to open the door doorway for them so you can't even complain about that but like you give these kids just a whole fucking pass like it's crazy it's with the money crazy yeah. uh britney spears is getting a musical it's called once upon a one more time do you guys talk about this? i didn't hear about that yeah well it's very odd uh the new york times did a write-up and they say unlike many jukebox jukebox musicals this show will not be about miss spears life which has not been a fairy tale but instead will offer <laughs> a revisionist look at some legendary characters this is where it gets weird in the show a four Fortnightly book club whose members include Snow White, Cinderella, Rapunzel, and Sleeping Beauty. This is all a Britney Spears musical. Mm. musical. Is working its way through a collection of the Grimm's fairy tales. What? The only book that they have. But when the women wish for new reading material, a fairy godmother brings them Miss Friedman, Frieden's feminist classic, The Feminine Mystique. Huh? People are so lost what? by this and trolling it. It's so bizarre. They I mean, say this is the essence of Britney Spears. Nobody ever knows what the <laughs> fuck is going on. Have you been to her Instagram feed? It's like yes, I, mean, I have. I, I haven't. Oh what? my god, oh, her Instagram. Instagram it's terrible. Oh. Sometimes they'll put her on there. She's got stains oh. on her shirt. They'll prop her no. up and make her. Yes, real. Her feed is just it's like a question mess. mark, question I'm mark, question mark. My parking. I know we're live. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hold no. on. Uh, and it's basically Cinderella is having an exis- an existential crisis, and she has a posse of famous princesses. That's basically. Oh. What? Is she like involved with this? Yes. And this must is, be like her, her agents that are like, you need to go do something else because your Vegas residency is done. So what agent would recommend this? I feel like I this is straight no from her Insta feed. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. I mean, how was her Vegas residency? Was it, it was long lasting. Yeah. Everybody went. It was a lot of sold out shows. She did great. I think okay. that's where she lives. This is where we go back to my the way I live my life. Just do your work and stay out the way. Do like, your work and stay out the great, way. When it's great, just like leave the shit alone. Like, Agreed. why are you doing all this extra shit? Like, if it ain't you're broke, ruining your legacy. Don't fix it. You know, it's like Britney Spears. Like, stop doing stupid shit. Poor Britney. Poor Britney. Just, poor Britney. Yeah. Do you believe for one second that R. Kelly allegedly had a relationship with Aaliyah's mother? I don't believe that. So one I of, thought that was crazy when y- the girl said that. You think so? Yeah. Uh, Lisa Van Allen, who you saw in the documentary on Lifetime, uh, did a sit down with Vlad TV where she says that R. Kelly at one point confided in her that 
he would hook up with Aaliyah and then at night he would go and hook up with the mom. Wow. And that is why the mother has basically lately they've always denied to this day that they were ever married. That's crazy. Um, This whole thing is just like put the man in jail already. Like (laughs) we don't need to find out anymore. Like I I watched the tape when I was in high school. It was a VHS tape and we played it in the living room with like a bunch of people from high school. And it was R. Kelly like peeing on this girl. And at the time we were like 16, 17. Yes, I know. You know, I don't think we even got like the whole thing, but it's just like put this man in jail already. Like we have seen what he's done. You have all these things. You have all these tapes where the girl admits her age and he agrees. Like. It's just now it's becoming a circus. Like, just lock him up. And I think it's just the craziest thing. Like, whoever the lady is that, like, bailed him out. Oh, yeah. We're like, oh, I know that restaurant like, what? Yeah, she, like, paid her money. And she, she has a daycare. She's a daycare. She's a daycare owner in Chicago. And she, like, just met him on a cruise last year. She's, like, his big fan. And she paid his bail the first time. Not the second time, which is, like, the child support. I, we I'm don't just know like, who paid the child support, do we? We don't know that part. Yeah. Uh, but the first lady, yeah, we do know she has a daycare. Not, because now she's complaining that people are, like, threatening with like bomb threats I mean this whole thing is just I'm just feeling for like the victims like you have these girls manipulated right um, brainwashed brainwashed and you can see it and it's just it's creepy like the whole culture of these older men preying on young high school girls and then people turn around and say well they're just young girls who wanted to be with the older man it's sometimes you know I hate this and I see it on Twitter a lot. They're like, didn't you see, when when you were in high school, weren't you trying to date an older man all the time? I mean, not me specifically, but you know, in general. Like, right. we would see young girls getting cars with older men. Like, just because you saw it didn't mean it's okay, you know? Right. It's just the yeah. whole culture of just these predators. It's just, oh my God, I can't. I know. Uh, last story is Conor McGregor was arrested in Miami, has been released uh, for a bar fight there. Are we shocked? Oh my to- God. I know. Did he beat somebody's ass? Yeah, basically. I like, mean, who would want to fight him? Somebody took his phone because <laughs> they were recording something, and I think he, he got angry. I've like, always, why would you want to piss him off? But Craig, I have no idea. <laughs> allegedly <laughs> took the phone from a man taking photos of him outside of Fountain Blue Hotel and smashed it. This according to police and the jail's website. McGregor's charges of a strong arm robbery and criminal mischief of $1,000 or more came with bonds of $7,500 and $5,000. Both are felony charges. A spokesperson for Conor McGregor uh, issued a statement to MMA uh, Junkie that said early this morning Conor McGregor was involved in a minor altercation involving a cell phone that resulted in law enforcement showing up and McGregor being arrested. Like, how many times has this guy been arrested Why was he now? arrested, though, for that? If he, you break someone's phone, like, he didn't hit the guy, right? Destruction of property. I mean, if I get into a fight with someone on the street and I break their phone, like, I'm not going to jail for that. Yeah, I would refuse to go to jail as well. <laughs> no, but like, am I going to jail for that? He I also, didn't know you can go to jail for like well, breaking someone's phone. Well, they say that uh, McGregor slapped. It's really just because who he is. Right. I think I think that's a big. Yeah. Well, they could have escalated. He slapped the victim's phone out of his hand, causing it to fall to the floor. He then stomped on the victim's phone several oh. times, damaging it. All right. We're escalating that wasn't here. <laughs> Defended the then we have done needed. that in the club before. Like, that has happened before. It's just really who he is. You a fan of Conor McGregor? No, I don't really watch fights and stuff. I'm not into like the MMA. Me neither. I know. I did watch a documentary about him, which was fascinating. I'm not into like watching um, blood anywhere. I know. I don't watch boxing. I, Mm. you know, I, I'm not a fan of people. You know, uh, Joe does this a lot. He'll be like, "Have you seen this video?" And it'll be like a fight or someone You're like breaking I don't something. Oh yeah. I don't want any of that. Like, don't show me any of that. But I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan.
Well, I will say this. When I watched the documentary about Conor McGregor, he seemed like he had small dick energy. I mean, he just seems like a little guy, tiny <laughs> I know, dick. I have not heard that in a very long time. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a constant it's term small, on this show. Is it? Small dick energy. Small dick energy. the tiniest wiener because they like all they do is fight in those little shorts and there was like nothing there. I mean, you were straining through the documentary yeah. to see anything. It's like, dude, prop the balls oh, up Sarah. or something. I mean, we're I mean, watching the documentary, but Sarah's looking at ball sacks. That's just how it goes. So, wow. But you can tell that by like attitudes. You can, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and you also can't hide like a major dick at some point. Like, I mean, the have guy- you ever had someone tell you they have a small dick? Um, I've had guys tell me. They're like, I don't want to, I want you to be prepared. Yeah, no, when legit. I drop the trousers. Oh, that's a good question. Like, hey, like literally, this guy said it at a bar. This oh, guy was no. dating. At the bar? In front of his friends. And he said, well, she knows I have, and I was like, no, I do not. Oh, Wait, but now, when, but that's actually fascinating to me because then when you actually see no, it, no, we already like, had it, sex, so we, it's already been done. I knew he had a small, you know, but oh, I liked okay, him. Okay. He was cool, and I was like, okay. And then, like, was it shockingly small? No, but it was, you know, and it wasn't large. Yeah, because I've had some big ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all. I mean, yeah. and they stay with you. You're yeah. like, that okay, was no, a- I don't like them either. They're too much. Like nobody wants a big fucking a- giant horse penis. That's it's the truth. Said. Yeah. There is such thing. No, I don't need no, all that. No, you don't want that. But you know, so he like I already knew he had a small penis, but he like said it in a bar in front of his friends, and I thought it was like the crazy. And he's like, "She knows," and you're like, "No, I do not." What? And I was like, "No." Oh my god, that's a good warning though. I think I feel like if I were a guy and I had a small dick, I would do you that have because to tell people. Yeah, yeah, and then you'd be like less shocked when it was so tiny. Like you might even like, be surprised. What are you gonna do about it? That's right. true. You can't do anything about it. Well, I don't know. I did. I had a girlfriend that dated a guy actually in radio, and she said he had the tiniest penis. That he's still a producer, by the way. Uh, she said tiniest produce dick producer, <laughs> tiniest producer and tiniest dick you've ever okay. seen in her life. Yeah, she said it was terrible. Wow. He had to like insert fingers and the penis. All it was right. like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How yes. can you yeah. do that? The production yeah, role yeah. is yeah. And this person, by the way, is still on air. I mean, you all can right, put Sarah, the dick- you don't have to. <laughs> Sorry, oh I can connect, I can connect all like, the dots. Nobody's asking. Sarah's like, Nobody well, asked. he works here. Mm-hmm. I'll just say. And Had it to was... insert multiple things. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Like, that's, now yeah. that's tiny. Oh, right, I've never been tiny. that. I've never like, been with a you micro. Know, regular schmegula. You know, yeah. just, just regular schmegula. Give me like seven inches. That's, but you know, once you get into like nine, oh, ten. Oh, here we go. All right. We're still on this. <laughs> okay, okay. Conor McGregor. He's got small dick energy. I like that. I'm going to start I think his face that. is sexy, though. <laughs> he's not sexy. I think he's sexy. He's not sexy at all. He has cauliflower ear, but I think he's uh, sexy. Yeah. And he seems like, yeah, now he's suffering from some serious, I don't he's know, He's a little hot Does he have all his teeth? You know, sometimes they don't have, oh, they don't have their they teeth get knocked. Yeah. Like hockey players, they don't have teeth. Hockey, in, but hockey like players are thing. hot, but no teeth. They need veneers. Can I you get never, veneers knocked out? Yes. You know, when people like, oh, you know, that the would hurt so bad. Out. First of all, oh. I'm like very big on that. Like, you know, the, the snowball fight that they do every year in the Capitol. Yes. And we're, everybody's like, we should go. And I was like, somebody hits me with a snowball. <laughs> And knocks on my fucking veneer. And my veneer falls out. Like, I'm going to jail. Because, like, <laughs> we're going to fight. If my it, it, it will be a out. viral video of Sunny in the City on, like, the fucking Capitol lawn yep. fighting someone, probably a guy, because he threw, like, a snowball at me and knocked out my tooth. 
Oh, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah you got I'm, I'm very protective. I'm very. I would be too. They're gorgeous. Well, yeah, I have not met a hockey player that was hot. Where what? are they? Well, maybe I, I don't agree. really know any. Alex Ovechkin. I'm sorry. Okay, you have to okay, pay me. He looks like the abominable snowman. I wasn't talking <laughs> about him. I was talking about like the upstate New York ones. Oh, they must. Yeah, okay. Ones. Don't look I'm the not caps. familiar. I'm not familiar. Name the names. I go to the games and they put them on the green, oh, big wow. screen. And I'm oh, like, do you go to the games? Who do you go? Oh, with? I went. I went to two games. <laughs> Did you go with? Some, did you get passes for afterwards? Hell no! I whose wish. last name was on it. <laughs> but my one friend, um, her <laughs> husband now plays for a team that's under the NHL. So okay. maybe we could hook it up. And she has a gorgeous uh, husband. So okay, okay. They've got a list out. These are supposed to be some of the hottest NFL players. Chris, oh, we want NHL. NHL. Yeah. Sorry. This is Alexander Wenberg. Okay, okay. he's not that hot. Nicholas, I can't say your last name. Not attractive. <laughs> I mean, these guys are not, I'm with yeah. you, Sonny. They're not hot. I mean, these are supposed to be some of the hottest NHL players. You know, I don't even, like, I don't really know any baseball players, but I'm like, baseball are hot too. shouldn't they be, you know, they don't really move a lot. <laughs> you know, they don't have their teeth knocked out, so they should yeah. be pretty great. You know, they travel are, a lot, so they will give they me a lot of space. Bank. Yeah, and you know, I like my alone time, so like, they go away for a while. That'll be good for you, <laughs> actually. That would be good for me. <laughs> okay, what about these NHL players? Are they doing anything okay, for you? It. Oh, who's the one right there? That, uh, right? Yeah. All right, who's he? I don't know. It's a DJ picture. DJ Oshi. Who? <laughs> DJ Oshi, I think, plays for the Caps. We're pulling it Does up. He? Yeah, he used to. Oh, I don't know. He's all right. You're a what? I can't figure out Sarah's <laughs> type. Yeah, I, I need a little flavor. Like, I'm over white guys anyway. They all look the same to me. I am. He's marrying I'm a white guy. I, just want to let you know. This is the last white guy I will ever be with. Like, God forbid. Our the only one. Work. I'm like so over it. I just feel like black guys have I, way more going on. Okay. I do. I like, I've had so much white dick. I'm so over it. It's oh, like, if you've seen one white marrying tree, a white dick. You've seen them all. And they all look like this. The white guys with hair all look like this. Really? They're all bros with some sleeves. And then they get the Ray-Bans on. I'm like, if you've done one, you've done them all. I mean... <laughs> Put a bag over their head. They've all got the same body. You know, but a black guy like brings it. You know, they have like different personality. Like I need that. You, you know, know, I need I need like something. I need like Greek or yes. you know, Persian. Yes. Uh, yes. Or, and that's know. my type. Yeah. Yeah. I date an Italian. Yeah. Oh, she's got a hot boyfriend too. But he's a he's, nerd though. Yeah, he's gonna got a ton of pets. It's weird. Like when you're fucking, then all these animals come in the room. It's like weird. It's like doing it. In, it I'm not gonna say they're all George perfect. In the jungle, and it basically shit. is. Like, what is going it on? basically is. It's like Noah's Ark in his apartment. Like they all oh, come yeah. two by two. Yeah, it's really weird. That's it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, yeah. It's so true. It it can't be like you're, you're, you've got 18 parking tickets. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. oh no. We, I, yeah. You're, you're like cutting off my uh, nap time. Because, you gotta you know, go. Yeah, yeah, gotta go. Nap time. Still I Shine is the book. We absolutely love you. Buy love and you, support Sunny. Sunny and the City. Thank you, Amazon. guys. You're so sweet. Tune into the Joe Claire Morning Show Monday through Friday, WPGC 95.5. We love you. Thank you for being here. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye, you guys. The Wow, oh, hour and 15 minutes. That's a long one. We can keep going, but we've got to... <laughs> I think the construction guys out here, they're ready to, like, fire up the kitchen. <laughs> Shout out to Warren! Oh, my God, love you! Love you! Rock the Caspod! Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see this.